from our earliest years, right from our, right from our childhood, uh, we don't like pain. It's kind of understandable. You know, a child falls and it goes up to my mommy, I have an owie. I have a, you know, I have a, a bruise or a cut or something. And mom sometimes blows on it or kisses it or sprays magic water on it or covers it in flat seven up or whatever it may be. And, and everything is better. But we don't, we don't, like, we don't, we don't like pain. It's, it's all completely, it's actually good. It's called uh, survival instinct. Uh, so uh, we like to be comfortable. Now, this is good. But it's like, it's like all things. It's like all things. Things are good when they're understood in the right way and used in the right way and in balance. Balance. Okay, so uh, how to have balance in, in how we see even, even things like suffering. So uh, we want to be comfortable and that's good. But if I live my life, my whole life, doing everything I can to avoid anything that's uncomfortable, then that's, that's, that then becomes an exaggeration because there are all sorts of good things that are uncomfortable. Like... I was even talking to someone today, uh, and he, he's uh, involved in, in training people. And he was saying, just young people today, they have such little resilience. You know, one failure, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. Just, no, oh, it was too hard. And they give up so easily. You know, rather than pushing on for something that's worth it, that might be hard. You know, training for sport, athletics, academics, whatever it may be. All these things are uncomfortable if you intend on doing anything well. If you just stay at what's comfortable, you might pass, but you'll never be great. You'll never be great. Which sounds, yeah, I'm fine with that, okay? I really would imagine that you hope that your dentist is great. You know, if your dentist said, yeah, I mean, I turned up for lectures sometimes. I think I missed that one where we were doing fillings or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll work it out, sure. You know, we hope that those who work on us are experts in their fields, right? Specialists and good mechanics and whatever. So we hope that people excel, that they push themselves to do well. Because then it, it, it affects us. It affects my comfort. So other people have to be uncomfortable. So they had, they had to excel so that I can be comfortable. So because of that, anything to do with uh, suffering or pain or illness uh, repels our spirit, repels us. Like we were just horrified by it. Now, it's, it's, we should be, like, we should always be uh, motivated to compassion uh, when we see people suffer, absolutely. And we should try and alleviate their suffering, absolutely. But again, sometimes uh, pushing through something uncomfortable or difficult is actually good. Okay? So we see it in our lives, as I say, like, ordinary things like sports or academics or whatever it may be. Uh, now, God has a, a more global perspective on these things. So he does see how the cross in our lives can actually help us get to heaven. Now, we don't like that. Uh, we, we don't want that. But we just have to be very, very careful here that just because we have this natural and good aversion to suffering, that that doesn't take our place, that take the place or be a... Uh, listened to more easily than our trust in God. So we don't want to suffer, which is good. Again, self-preservation, we should protect this life that God has given us. We shouldn't inflict suffering and we shouldn't have to suffer necessarily. Absolutely. Justice and everything. Okay. But if that becomes my highest priority over obedience to God and acceptance of God and trust in God, then we're going to have a problem because crosses will come our way. That's life.
that's life. It's going to happen. Like, I mean, our parents will pass away more than likely before us. The natural order of things, more than likely they will pass away before us. Um, I had a grand-aunt who lived to be 100. And it was very, like, there was just great congratulations in, in, in the nursing home and everything. She said, yeah, everybody I know is dead. All of her family, or her, like her brothers and sisters, her husband was long gone. Everyone, she, everyone she knew, she outlived everyone. You know, so it's just kind of a new generation, a new world. I just don't understand anything here. You know, it was just it, it just really wasn't what I thought it would be for her. When you live that long, all you've seen is everyone you know, one by one, they die. They die, and that's the na- the natural order of things because we're not supposed to be here forever. But if 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 I want like a pleasurable life above everything, above love and obedience to God, that's very, very, very dangerous. That can actually cause me to risk heaven. It's called a hedonistic uh, lifestyle where it's just about pleasure, just about being comfortable, but not about accepting God's will, God's plan, which may involve things that are uncomfortable, the cross. Today we're talking about the exaltation of the cross. And like we think about how uh, in this account uh, in, in the book of Numbers how the people grumbled against God okay so this same God remember who just a couple of uh, years or months beforehand freed them out of slavery out of Egypt provided the manna for them in the desert provided water provided quail provided everything they needed now admittedly it, they were in a desert it's not nice it's like the burn in County Clare um, like it's it's not a not, not a pleasant place, like you know, uh, but the Lord did provide everything they needed. So walk by faith, because every time you've needed something, He's provided it. So the next time you need something, remember that, and count on the fact that He provided, He took care of everything before. He's not going to stop now, but rather than doing that, He took care of everything before, and now He's left us. That was the attitude. He took care of the manna, but now we've no meat. Took care of the meat, but now we've no water. Took care of the water, but now we're just sick of this manna. This was no satisfaction. And then rather than counting on the Lord, they immediately grumbled against him. So what does the Lord do? The Lord allows a cross serpents who come and bite them and kill them, kill some. And, and uh, now again, the big picture in this is, is eternal salvation. That's what God is trying to do here. God's trying to get us to heaven. That's the ultimate goal of things. Not ensure comfort here, but get us to heaven. Now, he can definitely help us. He wants us to be comfortable here, but that's not the priority. And sometimes a bit of discomfort and even the cross is necessary. And I, I, you know, I, say, that, <laughs> I say that kind of reluctantly because no, I don't like, I don't like the cross either. I don't. Like, like none of us do. You know, those days you wake up and you go, oh no, this is going to be one of those days. I, just, I had that feeling on Monday. I just had this kind of, uh, it's going to be one of those days. It's been now three of them. <laughs> so, so, like, and I just, I don't know what it is. It's just, there's something just, you know, one might call it a spiritual battle rather than, uh, you know, it's just, our week is now starting with our, our new community members. Second year is coming back tomorrow, Wednesday, and all the rest coming back on Sunday. So maybe there's a bit of that. So we don't like being uncomfortable. We don't like the cross. But the Lord allows the cross. Why? In raising the cross, in raising the serpent, again, the sign of contradiction, raising the serpent, all who gaze upon it are healed. 
this, this, like this, it, can, it makes such incredible meditations. Like, so Moses fashioned a bronze serpent, which he put in a standard, and anyone who was bitten by the serpent, he looked on it and lived. Okay? So he looked on the bronze serpent and lived. So it's interesting. I won't make much of this. There isn't time now. But the serpent, the snake, is a prefiguration of Jesus. Go figure that one out. Jesus raised on the cross. We gaze upon the Lord. He's our salvation. The serpent, they gaze upon the serpent, the bronze serpent. It's a prefigure. It's a, interesting, interesting. won't go in there too much, but it's a very interesting one, isn't it? It's, 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 I just find that fascinating. It's a prefiguration of Christ. The snake. Okay. Um, so, but like, he allows this for what? Just to kind of, because he's angry at them. and He just wants to kind of see them suffer a bit. No. But as always, so often for us, we get so proud so quickly. Do you know? Imagine if you had, a, I've used this example before, but like if you had a little ant farm, no one has ant farms anymore, they're too busy on their playstations, but an ant farm, and you've got a little ant in there, and this little ant is in there going, I can push this rock, which for us is like three grains of sand. You know, he's like, you know, and it's massive. And we're looking in going, that's, that's actually really not impressive. You know, it's a grain of sand. It's a, it's a big grain of sand relative to you. But it's a grain of sand, mate. Like, like, yeah, check me out. See, that's kind of like us. Whenever we achieve anything here, you know, I live in a big house, yeah. And God's like, that's really, really not important. It's really, really unimpressive on the grand scheme of things. I couldn't care less. It's your heart, virtue. That's what I'm looking for. Not the size of your house or car or pool. I don't care. So, at times, in order to kind of knock us down, from this, this place of, of, of pride, allowing a cross in our lives is a blessing. I, guess it's just, I, I don't like saying this, but it is the truth. It's I'd like, I'd, yeah. Oh. No one, I don't want to see anybody I love suffer. I don't want to suffer myself. Uh, I'm weak. There you go. Uh, but, but it is the truth. And I think in a way, it's why the Lord, I mentioned this before as well, it's why the Lord allows human development to go this way, that we start helpless, then we hit our teens and we know everything. Then we get into our middle ages and have a crisis, but we also we reach the peak and pinnacle of our influence and power and wealth and whatever it may be. And then in our latter years, little by little, we start to lose all of that. As in money, if you're 80 or 85, do you really care about money anyways? Your cars, you're, you're, you can't even drive them, you can't even see 20 feet past the car so they're all just gathering dust and then you get older again and maybe you know you're actually back into nappies and back into maybe even being fed you know and peg feeding or whatever it may be why is that is God being cruel no when we learn to give everything back when we learn to kind of accept these crosses it means then there's now space in our heart for me to fill myself completely with God because now I'm not full of myself if I'm full of myself, I can't be full of God. So these crosses, they, 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 they humble me. They humble me to say, Lord, you are enough. And if I can say with all of my heart when I die, Lord, you are enough for me, that's how we get to heaven. Through, all through his mercy, all through his grace, not because I'm so amazing. And so our lives developing this way, it's a good thing. It means that at the end of our lives, we have this, this period of, of weakness, and uh, maybe sickness, to say, Lord, you are enough for me. You are enough for me. You're, you're my everything. And if I can say that, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for heaven.
for God so loved the world that he, the Father, gave his only son. Imagine any parent having to send your son into battle or having your, sending your son to defend the family or the neighbours from aggressors. And the son is killed. For the Father gives the son so that all who believe in him might have eternal life. This is what the Lord wants. For the Father sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. So this is the Lord's plan for us. So if and when, more when, the cross comes our way, let us not immediately blame God and accuse him of abandoning us and accuse him of forgetting about us and accusing him, accuse him of... of uh, not being a faithful friend. Lord, I've been going to Mass, I've been going to Medjugorje, I've been going to this prayer group all the time, and now, look, I'm after getting cancer. What good is all this prayer? You know, that's, that's no, let us not immediately jump to that kind of a conclusion. But rather say, Lord, I don't understand this. I don't. But, but, Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in you. And then when these difficulties and crosses come our, come our way, they not only won't damage our faith, but they will enhance it. They will draw us to the Lord, our Savior, our Healer, and our Redeemer. Amen.